Welcome to the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast, which aims to advance gospel-centered youth ministry by equipping and empowering youth ministers to faithfully disciple students towards lifelong faith in Jesus Christ. The Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast is part of the Rooted Family of Podcasts, which also includes the Rooted Conference Podcast, the Rooted Parent Podcast, Ask Alice, and Thanos to Theos. To learn more about Rooted, visit us at rootedministry.com. I'm your host, Davis Lacey. And speaking of Thanos to Theos, I'm excited to introduce my guests on the Rooted Youth Ministry podcast today. Those are the three hosts of Thanos to Theos, another offering from the Rooted family of podcasts. We've got Mike McGeary representing the East Coast. We've got Clark Phobes representing the West Coast. And miraculously provided just moments ago, we have Kevin Yee representing the West Coast as well. Gentlemen, welcome to the Rooted Youth Ministry podcast. All right. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We have been working through internet issues leading into recording. Uh, It seems like things are cooperating at first, so we will try to get in this good content. But um, I'd love to start off just by y'all introducing yourselves and your ministry, your heart for teenagers, and then we'll talk a little bit about the podcast as well. So Kevin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your current ministry right now? Yeah, so I am serving in Southern California in uh, the great city of Los Angeles, uh, serving at a Korean-American immigrant church uh, named Church Every Day. Uh, I've been the uh, youth pastor at our church for 18 years, and I recently transitioned uh, to primarily working with college and young adults. Awesome. Clark, how about yourself? Yeah, so I'm in San Francisco, in the even greater city of San Francisco uh, than Los Angeles. <laughs> um, and uh, I I did youth ministry here in the city at a Chinese immigrant church for about eight years, um, or actually about six years, and then I switched over to a worship role there. But now I'm at um, First Baptist Church in San Francisco in the heart of the city. It's a multi-ethnic, multi-generational, multicultural church, um, and I'm the associate pastor, so I oversee uh, small groups, ministries, youth, and uh, families, and discipleship. Mike, I saved the uh, greater Boston area for last on purpose, man. So I'm expecting big things here in your introduction. All right. I feel like I need to put on my wicked thick Boston accent. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm Mike McGarry. I've uh, been a youth pastor for 17 years and uh, been at my current church for three. And I have two kids who are going to be in youth group with me next year, which is super cool. Um, so yeah, youth pastor dad and have uh, one going into middle school, one going into high school. And um, yeah, that's been, that's been really good fun. And um, I started about a, just about a year ago, I uh, started a ministry called Youth Pastor Theologian, it has a podcast and website and all sorts of stuff, uh, just to help youth pastors practice theology and youth ministry. And, um, yeah, so it's a, a shared passion with, with rooted. And so thank super thankful to be part of the rooted family and, uh, doing that as well. So cu- a couple of plates spinning in life between just yeah, church just... family and, uh, other ministry to youth workers too. Awesome, man. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. And uh, I would love for y'all to introduce our listeners to the own podcast that y'all host for Rooted, Thanos to Theos. Tell us a little bit about how that podcast was born out of your shared passion for youth ministry and youth workers. See if I get this right. And also your passion for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is that lingo correct, guys? There we go. Got it. We approve. 
talking like an old pro. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I remember I remember mowing the lawn um, at my at my former house and thinking, man, like I feel I it was I think it was after something where me and Clark were together and both realized our mutual love for comic books. And I was like, I'm not the only person who's a youth pastor and loves theology and still reads comic books. I thought that I was the only person who was so geeky and dorky. And I was like, Clark does that too. We should do a podcast about comic books and theology. And that, so I remember mowing the lawn and I was like, I'm just going to text him about it. And yep. so I remember texting you from my lawnmower um, saying, hey, we should do this podcast about comic books and theology. It'd be super fun. And then Clark was like, yeah, and we should have Kevin join us too. And I was like, yeah, he does that too. Awesome. <laughs> and so then it took, it took a few months after yeah. that to like finally pull it all together. And, um, yeah, it's been like the delight of my heart. So, yeah. Well, so it was, it was rooted that brought us together. We've all been friends through rooted for a while now for many years. And it was, we were in mm -hmm. Los Angeles filming those rooted training videos. And in one of our breaks, that's what it hallway, was. Yeah. That's yeah. Mike and I were both on our iPads taking a break with Marvel <laughs> Unlimited. Secretly reading comic books. <laughs> Secretly reading like up against the wall. And I think I remember I was like, what you, what you doing over there, Mike? And then he like very, you know, ashamedly, abashedly turned his iPad. I was like, oh my gosh, I just signed up for that. <laughs> and that's when we realized our uh, shared, you know, hidden love for comics that we were too ashamed to share with other people. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Mike was the one that kind of had the seed of the idea, like, let's do a podcast. And at first I was kind of a little bit overwhelmed. So I, that's part of the reason it took a little long. So I was like, man, I don't know if like I have the bandwidth to do that. Like I I'd love to sit down and record, but like a whole podcast, that sounds daunting. And then when Ruda, when we started deciding all these podcasts that we were going to launch, Mike and I were like, let's see if Ruda will take this idea on as part of the family of podcasts. And then since Kevin was going to help produce that. We knew Kevin was into the the movies uh, as well, so we pitched the idea. And um, I don't know if Rooted was just humoring humoring us or was ashamed of us, but they took a risk, and um, we're still it's like, here. Wait, you want us to do a comic later. book podcast hey, hey, hey. on Rooted? <laughs> Some it's, people it's... saw the value immediately. Others continue to be confused by us. So. <laughs> others, others still doubt us. <laughs> We are listed last, in fairness, in 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 the the intro pitch of the rooted the rooted lists of podcasts. Uh, we're I mean, we're rooted saving the saving the best for last. Ask Alice. The first shall be last. The others the start with R because it's rooted something something. <laughs> T comes after R. That's all I got. That's all I got. For you. <laughs> That's all I got for you. Alphabetical. Um, it's, it's been fun though to like just hear, you know, directly speaking to people at conferences, whether we're at TGC or whether you're, you know, uh, out, out and about TGC Women's Conference um, or, you know, just folks that will email into Rooted and, and email me, the podcast producer, and say, love Thanos Theos, you know, even stories about, you know, dads who connect with their younger children based on a shared love for comics books. And this yeah. is a way to take, you know, to be gospel fluent in those conversations. So 
truly appreciate what y'all are doing. I think it, I think it serves a real need um, in our podcast family. So thanks for hosting. Thanks for for accepting us. us. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Well, y'all, you know, one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast was simply to highlight Thanos to Theos as one of our offerings uh, and the Rooted family of podcasts. So uh, you can find more at rootedministry.com. You can search for Thanos to Theos wherever podcasts are found, and we would hope that you would do that. Um, We also wanted to bring these guys together because they're all youth ministry practitioners, and we wanted to talk a little bit about summer and summer rhythms and specifically how we can maintain relational discipleship uh, during the sometimes hectic and sometimes really boring and mundane rhythms of summer. So we're going to have that conversation, but before we do, let me give a brief pause and allow time to hear from the sponsor on today's episode. Hi, I'm Alice Chernog, host of Ask Alice, another podcast from the Rooted Family of Podcasts. I am a licensed professional counselor who specializes in counseling adolescents and parents in areas related to eating disorders, body image, depression, stress, and anger management. Each month on the Ask Alice podcast, I discuss a hot topic issue related to the teenage experience. Everything from anxiety to dating to the college admissions process. The goal of these conversations is to help parents better understand the teens they know and love and to equip parents to address these topics in a grace-filled, gospel-centered, Bible-saturated way. Give Ask Alice a listen wherever you listen to your podcasts or by visiting rootedministry.com. Now, back to our show from the Rooted family of podcasts. So welcome back. Uh, Glad to have this conversation with the hosts of Thanos to Theos, Clark, Mike, Kevin. Um, I would love for each of you just to give us a snippet about what rhythms look like during the summer months in your ministry context. Is summer more laid back and relaxed or is it more hectic? Does it just all depend on the week? Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about how your church processes these rhythms and how you process these rhythms. So Clark, maybe we'll start with you. Yeah. um, So for most of my youth ministry experience, it largely being in the Asian immigrant church, both Korean and Chinese, um, you know, for the first nine years of ministry for me, it was in that context. Summer was always a very busy time because kids are out of school. Some of them are doing summer, you know, schooling or summer programs. But by and large, this is like their one chance to unwind. Um, So every summer I've had prior to my current ministry has been just like crazy, like driving and picking up kids to go hang out, do like youth group beach bonfire or taking them to like Six Flags or the nearby amusement park. Um, At my previous church that I was at, we did a six-week-long summer day camp that was run by the youth ministry, kind of like a VBS, but an 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. for six weeks long VBS. So that was just like a behemoth of a, uh, yeah, incredibly intense summertime. But it was also just amazingly rewarding because that was, we all knew like summer was a chance um, to really invest in the kids in their own discipleship as they also then discipled young children. Um, so it was really where we saw the rubber meet the road when it came to like, all you've learned this last year now, how are you going to put that into practice? And like usually about 80 to 90% of our youth ministry would serve in that, uh, in that summer day camp. So, um, so it was always very busy and hectic. I had about two weeks to breathe in summer before we had to get ready for the, uh, for the fall. 
now in my current ministry context, it's a, it's a bit of a smaller church. It's more of a family church. We have a smaller uh, smaller youth ministry, and historically, their youth ministry has always taken the summers off. And so, um, so we're kind of doing that this year. We're not taking the whole summer off. We're just taking the month of July off. We've been in a summer series in the month of June, and we'll come back uh, with a brief one in, in August. But July is just kind of the time when families uh, travel, um, busy, you know, tech-heavy city of San Francisco. Families always have hectic schedules, dual income, uh, both working parents. And so summer is like the only time that forces them to pause and take vacation. Um, so for this summer, at least, it's going to be a lot more. It's going to be my first time probably experiencing a, a relaxed, non-hectic youth ministry summer. So I'm excited and curious to see what that means. Uh this past Sunday was our last Sunday for youth for the next five weeks uh, for the month of July. So I think it's just going to give me a lot more time, especially since I'm also the associate uh, overseeing other things to invest and prepare a bit more, uh, get a bit ahead, hopefully, with some other ministries before we launch those in the fall. So so that's kind of what I'm what I'm looking at. It's awesome. Kevin, uh, a little bit to the south in the great state of California. How does the suburb rhythms of your context compare to those of Clark's? Yeah, so um, when Clark was sharing about how his summers were pretty crazy and hectic when he was at the uh, Chinese and Korean church, well, I'm at a Korean church, and so summers are crazy. (laughs) Um, So this is the first sort of summer back post-pandemic for us in LA, and so everything has come raging back. Um, And so it's it's actually burnt out quite a few people already. Uh, We just finished our VBS, and we had two sort of extreme reactions on one side, it was, uh, I'm so glad we're involved and active again. And on the other side, it's like, this is the most exhausted I've ever been in my life gotcha. uh, type situation. Yeah. So we're still trying to figure out what that balance is going to look like. But this summer, we are trying to do as much as possible because in our context, uh, we can't do a lot in the fall and spring because students are so locked into academics um, and all the different things that have uh, to do with school. Um, so that makes it hard for us. So summers are generally when we're trying to pack in as much as possible. So we usually do a youth camp. Uh, We do uh, a missions trip. Uh, There have been years where we've done uh, two missions trips, potentially three um, that we have to prepare for. Um, Yeah, it's yeah, it really just depends. Uh, We'll do like a a missions trip that's for families um, that include youth students. Uh, We have one specifically for youth students uh, internationally, and then we have one that's domestic. That's generally the way that we've tried to do it. So um, this year, uh, yeah, we're doing uh, one trip. We're actually doing an Asian American Christian history trip uh, where we're um, looking into uh, Asian American history in um, uh, the United States. Uh, but specifically, we have so much history in California. So we're going to be going from L.A. to San Francisco, uh, learning about Christian history. Uh, how did Christianity shape Asian American history in uh, California? So that's going to be really cool. That's the first trip that we're doing since the pandemic. Um, and then we've got just a ton of relational stuff going on. We do something called summer studies for us, where basically rather than our normal youth ministry Bible study that we do on Friday nights, uh, because we have so many things happening on the weekends for the summer, uh, we switch to something that we call summer studies, which is basically book clubs. Um, and it's a great uh, way to pull in new volunteers Uh, We usually select a bunch of books that are uh, appropriate for junior high and high school students that are going through various topics uh, that are really relevant to them. Um, And usually we pick a theology book as well. Um, And we just spend, yeah, six to eight weeks uh, reading with our uh, students. And what we try to do is we try to have it be done sort of outside of our youth space. 
uh, so in various places inside the church itself, or we have a bunch of uh, local businesses they can go to outside. And so we try to keep that as relational as possible. And it's really the only time of the year also that we have uh, mixed gender and mixed grades, because mm. uh, normally our small groups are based off of grades and gender. Mm. Um, and so this is an opportunity for youth students to sort of cross over, get to know people they wouldn't normally get to know and have the conversation be centered around something that they're learning. And then through that process, usually they get to know each other as well. And then we usually do our summer camp camp uh, for youth students at the end of the summer. So that becomes sort of like a big capper, like celebration party type situation at the end of the summer, celebrating all the things that we've uh, gone through <laughs> in our usually incredibly busy summer. Yeah. So, so Kevin, summer for you is uh, it's, it's 90 to nothing pretty much all summer. It sounds like, and Clark, uh, it seems like things are more laid back for you uh, from a youth ministry perspective, at least, especially in the month of July, it sounds like this year when you guys will will let things lay fallow for a little bit. Mike, uh, how about you? Where do you fall on this on this spectrum of summer rhythms? Yeah, um, currently probably closer to Clark than Kevin. Um, <clears throat> so in my in my current church, when I, when I came here, um, it was right before the pandemic. And so this is kind of my first normal summer. I guess, um, even though it's my third summer. And so, um, yeah, it's, it, I, I serve at a church in Hingham, Massachusetts, which is on the coast about, uh, 15 miles South of Boston. And, um, so it's a beach town, uh, lots of, um, lots of people, uh, lots of families in the church have a Cape house down on Cape Cod. And others have a mountain house up in New Hampshire or Maine. And lots of students spend their summer at camp. So uh, people just kind of fly and are <laughs> gone for the summer. Um, I think Clark kind of nailed it on the head earlier when he said people, uh, lots of parents work so hard all year long that when they get the time off during the summer, they just really dig in deep with that family time during the summer. Um, and so that's, that's what I see happening um, here in this church too. So we don't really have any regular programming during the summer. Uh, we do have VBS and a lot of students help with that. Um, we're going on a missions trip uh, to Atlanta this summer. So it's the hey. first, uh, yeah. So it's the first youth summer um, missions trip that we've taken and I think six or seven years, actually. So it's been a long Hold time on. since the church has done that. Um, so that's going to be a, a, a big one. Um, and then uh, my own family, you know, we're, we're going on vacation um, out to the Berkshires for uh, a week, week and a half. And so, um, yeah, between a lot of those things, that there's only two or three youth events on the calendar. Otherwise, uh, I'm just encouraging small group leaders and parents to just host gatherings, really informal gatherings for students to get together and hang out together. Because there are some kids who are just home uh, all summer long and feel like they're the only ones whose families don't have the resources to get away. And it can kind of feel like this haves versus the have nots. Um, so trying to uh, encourage and provide space for informal get togethers um, and um, yeah, trying to maintain those connections. 
Um, one thing that we're doing this summer, um, actually tonight is our second meeting for a, a Bible study that I'm hosting or more of a book study that I'm hosting for our rising seniors and for students who just graduated. Um, and we're reading through Re Rebecca McLaughlin's uh, The Secular Creed um, to give these students who just graduated and these students who are going into their senior year um, a smaller group to be able to discuss pretty much the five most controversial topics in our culture today. Um, and to just look at what does the Bible say about these and um, ask your ask your hard questions. We're not looking for easy answers for difficult questions. And um, so that's been the first meeting last week went really well, it was pretty well received. Um, so kind of that's the programmatic thing that we're doing just to say, well, we can't have youth group all summer long. So what can we do? Well, um, college students are home. Um, students are getting ready to launch. And, um, you know, what can we do to, to retool some things? So, Mike, I appreciate that from the, the program or the ministry-wide standpoint in terms of how you're structuring, you know, your ministry systems during the summer months. I'd love to hear the follow-up question, and that is, you know, when, when maybe students are out of town, students are not uh, bumping shoulders with you as consistently, how are you, you know, trying to live into the rhythms of the summer and acknowledging that it's different than the school year, but also what are some of the ways that you're seeking to um, still relationally be in students' lives, if that question makes sense? Yeah, no, it does. Um, I mean, one of the things honestly, uh, for me, that makes that a lot easier is that I have kids who are teenagers and who are part of the youth group. So like tomorrow, um, or no, two days. Um, I mean, my son ha has a hangout time with a group of his friends at someone else's house. And instead of my wife driving him, I'm, I'm going to take him kind of hang out for a little bit, not too long dad, get out of my hair. Right. Um, and, <laughs> and, and do the pickup too, and just kind of hang out and to chat with the parents who are hosting with the parents who are cool. picking up. Um, so I, I try not to intrude, but try to just be, be present. Um, not just as the youth pastor, but as Matt's dad as well. Um, and so, yeah, just trying to encourage these informal get togethers and reaching out to students who maybe we haven't seen in a while and saying, Hey, you want to go grab some ice cream sometime, catch up. Um, so yeah, that type of informal get together dropping in. Um, but yeah, yeah have, having kids in the youth group really helps with that a lot. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Clark, I know this is your first summer in your your current church, and so you're still figuring out what summer is going to look like and all of its yep. detail. Uh, but Kevin, I know that when I was in uh, youth ministry in the sense of being a youth pastor, my summer rhythms looked a lot more like yours of things were wide open, both from a VBS standpoint uh, and just from whether it's day trips or whether it's camps, you know, whatever it is, there's a lot of extra stuff on the calendar for youth ministry how do you seek to balance the chaos of the schedule and the oversight in such a way that you're still able to relationally connect with the students that you serve? Yeah, I think the most important thing is to try to lead a group myself. Um, that's, that's uh, I mean, generally speaking, as a youth pastor, I'm always trying to say to youth pastors, make sure that you have a group that you're leading yourself as opposed to just sort of overseeing, you know? 
because I think that that can lead to some disconnect. Um, and in years past, I've probably been more successful at that than in other, in other years. Um, but generally speaking, I like to try to uh, be more uh, like what Mike was sharing uh, to try to be more relational with uh, the juniors and seniors as they're about to leave uh, and to really make sure that uh, they're being trained up to be prepared for college. Um, but I think also uh, one of the things we're trying to do this year is really shore up our student leadership. Um, and so this year for the first time, we're actually actually recruiting uh, student leaders to help with the book studies uh, to be sort of a uh, TA or co-facilitator. Um, and giving them opportunities to uh, think about, you know, how they would want to or come up with some discussion questions or how they would uh, want to talk about the subject matter that's in the chapters of the books that they're reading. Um, and so that's one of the ways I think that we're trying to invest a little bit more relationally with the students to have the bandwidth to do that. Um, yeah, like uh, like uh, Clark and Mike also shared, uh, we do have students that are definitely on break this year, too. And so we're trying to figure out also how do we remain uh, relationally connected to students who uh, are going to be, for example, they don't have houses, you know, uh, in the mountains or in the beach, but uh, they got family in Korea. And um, this is the first summer that uh, uh, Korea has really been open. Um, and so we have, we always joke around that right now, half of our church is in Korea. Uh, <laughs> and so we should really just be doing services there as well. Um, but, you know, how do you remain connected uh, to people that are going to be spending like five to six weeks in Korea? Um, and so we're, we're trying to figure out what that looks like. Um, and so it's a lot of digital communication. Um, the, the, the time difference makes it hard to like do any zooms or anything like that. Sure. Uh, but we're trying to figure out what, what that'll look like. Um, and it's interesting cause we've just gone through this whole season of like digital connection and it's weird how nobody wants to go back to doing that at all. Um, <laughs> and yet we're a little bit more aware of how valuable that can be. And so we're just having those communications, um, trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Um, and how do we, yeah, how do we remain relationally connected during the, during the summer is, uh, yeah, it's an, it's an important question and one that we're wrestling through because so much has changed. Um, while trying to still maintain the things that we've done previous to the pandemic because it's well, a, it's a part of our DNA. It, yeah. And I even think to your point about zoom and time difference and stuff like that, I remember during the summer months when it would be, we lived in a coastal context. So Mike, probably some similarities to you when I was in youth ministry. And uh, so a lot of our students would be gone super consistently to the beach most of the summer. And um it may not have been a zoom call at that point, but even just thinking about, I'm going to text the student and ask mm. how their time at the beach is going and see where it goes. Um, I feel like that's such a helpful touch, man. So thanks for sharing that with us. Well, and even um, uh, what I'd love to know person. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, even just, you know, if I can plug our podcast a little bit more, <laughs> one of the ways I've been connecting with our students <laughs> is actually through their MCU content viewing. Cause it's like the main thing that it they're doing true. right now in the summer. Like a lot of kids, they're binging Just now binge movies on Disney Plus because they have the time. And uh, so like they'll, they'll come to me on a Sunday and be like, hey, I just watched, you know, uh, Shang-Chi or I just finally watched uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, even though, you know, it's older, but they're catching up now. And um, so that's been like a really fun connection point. Part of it's because maybe they know, you know, I run the podcast, but I know it's what they're watching. And um, and so even just like plug our podcast a little bit more uh like that provides a yeah. lot of opportunity yeah. where i'll just be like what what like tell me what do you think about that like what are some of the themes in there that you thought about or like there'll maybe be a theme like you know the loki show i was talking with a lot of students on that one so after they've seen it i just be like 
what did you think about that whole idea of like morality and like fate and how it's locked in? So those were some just uh, those have been some quick touch point, even brief discipleship moments, um, because we know our kids, a lot of kids, if they don't have stuff going on, they're going to be just watching a lot of media this summer. And so um, so that's that's something that I think is one way we can be connected relationally, but also still be pastoring. And I think that's got a great tie in to what Mike was saying of like, I know that when I am taking, you know, my children to go and hang out with their teenage friends, I'm just going to do that in a way that I'm going to be in the same space as those students are going to be. And so Clark, it's not the same space, but it's the same experience. I'm going to experience what these students are going to experience. And we can have that in common and see what doors for conversation the Lord opens up. I think that's really helpful. Yeah. So Clark, I'll, I'll keep asking you this question as well. We've talked a little bit about how we, you know, engage in relational discipleship, uh, one of Rooted's five pillars during the summer months with students from a ministry perspective. Um, but, you know, anytime that my routine gets knocked off, I find myself personally struggling in a lot of different ways yeah. uh, with either overwork and burden or just with lethargy from from not having the normal structures and rhythms that I'm used to. Um, what are some of the ways that you take care of yourself, bro, during the summer? What, when you're busy running all over the place or when you're in a lull um, with seemingly more time on your hands than you know what to do with, how do you care for yourself? Yeah. Um, what, you know, when I was, so before when I was in the really hectic youth ministry, I I loved it, but I was always so exhausted after that. And I remember some summers coming out of that thinking like, how am I going to now prepare for the fall? Um, and so this is something that I think was really helpful about the pandemic. Not that the pandemic was a good thing, but at least the, maybe the, the gift that God gave us in it was it forced us to pull back on things. And now as we're a lot of States, a lot of communities are going back to normal. Uh, we may feel that rise to jump back in, like Kevin was saying, but, um, something I've been, even like in my church, as we've been talking, what do we do in the summer? One of the things I've been constantly like just cautioning over is um, let's not feel like the demand to have to do everything again. Um, because something that I just found in youth ministry was like, there's always this sense of, well, I could do more or there's more I could have done for these kids, uh, especially because it's a short amount of time we're with them and then they're gone and we want to make the most impact for that. But just kind of remembering that like, in God's sovereign working through the power of his spirit, my efforts, if my efforts are not what save me in the gospel, my efforts are not what save the kids in the gospel. Now mm. we still put in work. We labor, like Paul says, uh, like a good worker, like a good architect. Uh, but if we still recognize the spirit that does that, then we don't have to work ourselves to the bone. So creating some margin, I think is something that, that I did in the past, even if it meant saying no to some things or some people, which was, which was always hard to do. I think now in this season for me, it's the exact opposite. I'm actually really trying to intentionally ask, how can I still keep youth ministry on my mind as I'm preparing for the fall? Um, so I don't have to sprint to the fall anymore, which is nice, but I also don't want to just like put it off until August. Um, so just, you know, reworking on some things, retooling, doing some prep work each week, just to make sure that I still have this rhythm of youth ministry on my plate, at least even if it's not a, a formal youth ministry setting. 
I think that's super helpful, man. And I really appreciated not just the practical insight, but the the word of gospel hope uh, that you gave us there, that it's not our efforts ultimately, which are determinative in the salvation or the sanctification of our students. Uh, mm. Those are the finished efforts of the Lord Jesus Christ by his spirit applied to their lives. Amen. Thanks so much for that reminder, man. And that's how maybe we'll close this podcast is just to ask uh, for all three of you, Clark, you've already shared yours, but for Mike and for Kevin, any other words of gospel hope or encouragement that you'd impart to youth workers who may find themselves discombobulated or even frantic and exhausted uh, during these summer months? Um, I'd say two things, um, both that I'm personally learning. Um, I just met with my youth leaders last night. And um, they were so gracious in ministering to me um, when I was sharing how I feel like I'm letting students down by not doing more this summer. Mm. And having that feeling and that burden of expectation, like I need to do more to earn my paycheck um, or to um, prove that I'm not lazy or like all the, the doubters, right? Um, knowing that I'm my biggest doubter um and feeling so yeah they were just so gracious and just like mike like it's been a crazy season it's been a crazy school year and that's just the way it is here like people are just away and you know you just be faithful and spend time with them as you can and that's okay and that was just really encouraging um so just don't add more to your schedule out of your own insecurity um, or out of trying to prove yourself to yourself. Um, the second thing I'd say is to read more comics. Um, this is part of the reason why we there love, is. this is part of the reason why we love comics though. Like seriously, um, I think youth ministry is so heavy and stressful and reading all these books about um, gender and sexual identity and mm -hmm. cultural studies and hopefully yeah. the Bible, biblical studies, exegetical work, commentaries, theology books. And it, it, it's all this heavy, heavy stuff. And sometimes at the end of the day, I just need to open up my Marvel Unlimited app and just read some <laughs> Spider-Man like Preach. it's just fun and enjoyable <laughs> and it's just candy it, you know and so but like there's there is real content in there yeah. obviously otherwise what's the point of our podcast i mean there there is stuff to actually chew on but like read something fun um when was the last time you read a novel um if you like science fiction read some science fiction if you like comics read some comics if you like you know just read something that's just fun and that allows your mind to escape. I think sometimes we um, are so cautious of escapism in the harmful sense that we don't allow ourselves to just take a mental rest and breathe. So yeah, re just read something that's just fun. Yeah. I think um, what I'd add to what Mike is saying is that the gospel hope that we have in Christ is that Christ is victorious over sin and death. And so we can find 
joy, a deeper joy in the things that we have and even things like comics, because we can recognize not just the gift that comics is, but the gift giver mm. um, behind the things that we identify with as Christians in the comic books that we're reading and the stories and the movies and stuff that we're watching. And um, it's funny that you guys both mentioned that that's how you guys relax. Um, I don't have as much time as I'd like to, to be able to read anything. I'm still in that sort of post seminary PTSD from reading books and stuff. So like even comic books to sit there is just like, Oh, I could just watch something. <laughs> like my brain needs to work a little less. <laughs> I'm, I'm still there too. If it makes you feel any better. So, um, Ooh, pretty pictures, but it's funny. Cause my son is getting older <laughs> to the place where he's like starting to want to read comic books and stuff. And so I'm like, Oh, I got to filter these things. And so, um, we've been talking about what other things we can do together. And actually Amazon kids plus, uh, they have a bunch of comic books that are actually kid appropriate yeah, that are uh, pulled from the uh, Marvel universe, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, so that's something I've been thinking about doing. But for in terms of like what I would want to say to youth pastors during this season is the the season of unpredictability is not over. Right. Uh, we are seeing, you know, COVID cases rise and we're seeing travel plans get all messed up for everybody. And it's just I think. In general, there's a lot of still frustration in the air. And I think sometimes as youth workers, we can get the brunt of that, uh, either from parents or from students. And so I would just want to encourage everyone to go easy on yourself. A lot of times, I think we've been wrestling and dealing with failure. And part of it is just it's the the chaos of the world that we're living in right now. And we're just receiving uh, the back end of that. But I also think that we need to be kind to ourselves uh, and we do need to uh, recognize and realize that we are far from being out of whatever it is that we're in this particular season. Uh, and so I think one of the things that I found is just um, praying with people in person, I think has just been the most fruitful part of my ministry this summer, like That's just awesome. sitting with somebody, hearing what they're going through, me being able to share what we're going through, and then just sitting and praying together has been, I think, on top of like, uh, aside from all the other various programs and all that stuff, honestly, when I think about the work of the Holy Spirit in our church and in our church members, uh, it's just been that sort of one-to-one -one just sitting and, and praying with somebody. Um, and so I would just encourage youth workers, if that's something that you haven't been able to do just because of the chaos of everything, um, just, yeah, hopefully there's somebody that you can find to just pray with you. And um, that's just been something that's ministered to me personally, but I also feel like has just been um, a, a balm, a gospel balm for people um, in our church as a whole. Amen. Amen. Y'all, this has been a really helpful conversation and encouraging. I trust that our listeners uh, are thinking likewise. And so as we wrap up this podcast, uh, I'd love to introduce our listeners to places where they can follow you, follow your ministries, uh, and learn more from you in the days ahead. Um, obviously, Rooted has resource pages, which each of you have curated and authored throughout the years. Um, obviously, Thanos to Theos, uh, maybe last in our alphabetical listing of podcasts, but obviously <laughs> on this episode, it's number one in our hearts today. Um, we'll, we'll point our listeners to Thanos to Theos as well. And then Mike, you, uh, you mentioned Youth Pastor Theologian, um, which is a new uh, resource curation uh, platform that, that you're spearheading and, and just producing great stuff. So uh, we'll link that in our show notes today. But where else can we find out more about your ministries and learn from you? Well, if you want to more Thanos to Theos stuff, uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram. We post semi-regularly, uh, just Thanos to Theos, at Thanos to Theos for both of those. Um, 
And then any of my ministry stuff will will just be up on my church uh, church site, which is firstsf.com. And I'd also plug uh, Clark and I both have done some things for the AACC, right. the Asian American Christian Collaboration. Um, and so you can find uh, some of the stuff that we've done through them for the sake of, uh, yeah, Asian American youth and uh, Asian American churches uh, on that website. Yeah, and you can, um, you can find me on social media at Rev McGarry um, and um, the Youth Pastor Theologian site is just youthpastortheologian.com. Real clever website name right there. Um, you can connect with that um, that group on uh, social media at Youth Theologian on all the different channels. And uh, yeah, I've written a few books and stuff. So those are all linked on uh, Youth Pastor Theologian and everything too. So yeah. Man, fantastic. Y'all, thank you so much for, for joining me on the Rooted Youth Ministry podcast today. I trust that this summer is fruitful uh, for each of you, uh, but hopefully full of good seasons of refreshment and renewal for you, uh, for your families, and for the students you love and care for. And listeners, I say the same to you. Um, I hope that for you, and I hope that this uh, podcast has been helpful in that regard. Um, thank you so much for listening to the Rooted Youth Ministry podcast today. If you did find this podcast helpful or encouraging, we'd appreciate your help in bringing this grace-filled, gospel-centered, Bible-saturated content to others who might also benefit. Help us serve others by sharing this resource on social media, by leaving five-star feedback, or simply by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. For more grace-filled, gospel-centered, Bible-saturated resources, be sure to visit rootedministry.com. And as always, special thanks to High Street Hymns for providing the music for this podcast. On behalf of all of us here at Rooted, my name is Davis Lacey. Thanks for listening to the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast.